Out of the previous seven Father's Days, I've only preached a Father's Day message 57% of the time. <laughs> Mothers need more help. We, we understand that. But I wasn't sure if I was going to give a Father's Day message today, but then I really sensed the Lord impressing on my heart to, to try to give something resembling a Father's Day message. And we're going to put our series on Genesis through hold, or on hold. We're going to go to the book of Proverbs this morning. At some point, we'll be there. And you know, most men are capable of fathering a child, but not all men are fathers. Let, let me put it to you this way. You can be a biological father without being a dad. And I'll pause right here because I did so for my mom. And I don't want my dad to feel slighted. I just want to say my dad's the man. Like I'm still scared of him. He's the man. And he was the best man at my wedding. He's my best friend next to my wife. My wife, my dad, Brother Long. I don't want you to get offended, brother. If I lose the song leader, we, we've lost it. <laughs> Need my youth pastor here. I, um, I know my dad would do anything for me. Amen. He would give me the shirt off his back, the shoes off his feet in the middle of winter just to make sure our family's taken care of. In fact, no one has done more for my family since I've become pastor than my parents. If God told them to give, they gave. If mom told dad to give, he gave. <laughs> my dad has such a great work ethic, and I've tried to emulate that in my life. And my dad has been such a picture of God in Christ. His love for me has enabled me to more easily and clearly see the love that my heavenly Father has for me. And, and, I, and I mean that. And, and like Christ, my dad would lay down his life for his sheep. And in many respects, he did. There were many sacrifices I can see now as a dad that were hidden to my eyes as a child that I realized he sacrificed a great deal for us to have what we needed and, and frankly, many times what we wanted. And I know God could have found another way, but you'll understand what I mean when I tell you I would not be here if it wasn't for my dad. Some of you know my backstory, and I'm not going to go there this morning. But my dad gave me an environment where I could easily recognize God's love for me the adoption of sons, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And I'm so blessed to be able to say that my dad was my pastor during my crucial teenage years. Some of the sweetest memories I'll ever have were driving home from church one hour back home and getting to talk about spiritual things with my dad. Now, don't misunderstand me. I didn't always appreciate my dad growing up. I didn't like the rules. I didn't like the discipline. And so as a result, one week after I graduated high school, I was in Air Force basic training because nobody was going to tell me what to do. <laughs> Brilliant strategy. But no kidding, on day one of basic training, the light bulb came on. I sat down and I wrote my dad a letter and I said, now I understand what you were trying to achieve in my life. 
I was thankful that my dad stuck with it in spite of me. And listen, we talk to each other like this today. I just had the, the best visit with them, and we just sat around reminiscing my upbringing. <laughs> and, and my dad's too kind. He always says, I couldn't have ordered a better son if I had a catalog to choose from, but I know what I was. He knows what I was. And I was not that great. But you know what? My dad just kept pouring himself into me. He kept investing his time and his resources. In fact, I wouldn't have my degree if it wasn't for my dad constantly encouraging me to get it done over a 10-year period. That's how slow it And my dad's still very encouraging. Since we've been live streaming, I don't know that there's been a service that he hasn't texted me afterwards and just encouraged me. Despite what y'all have to say, I know my dad's going to encourage me. I could spend all day bragging on my dad, and it isn't because he was perfect, and it's certainly not because I was perfect. But as I kind of mentioned at Men and Boys Camp this weekend, we, we choose to focus on the victories rather than the defeats. It's, it's purposeful. And I tell you this because I know many have not had this kind of relationship with their dad. Try to find something you're thankful for and just let him know. Amen? With the psychology of the world today, anyone can find fault with others. You, you can become a victim. You can find ways to justify being bitter. And I understand some have legitimate reasons. But I'm talking to those who weren't abused, and it's really just a matter of you choosing to view things differently. And if you come from abuse, listen, we want to help you get victory through Christ because abuse is never right. Physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, none of that's ever right. But for some, and I realize that I'm on delicate ground here, but don't be guilty of saying it was abuse because the world has changed in the last 40 years. Be careful of viewing your 20th century upbringing through the world's lens of the 21st century. Is everybody with me? Because that's what's happening. How many do we see today being wrongfully condemned today for what took place 40 years ago in a different culture? Today you can claim you were abused when it was really just the natural thing to be raised biblically. And by the way, it's still biblical to discipline your children. And and it's still not abuse. Are are we to suggest that God was wrong when He told us how to raise and discipline our children? Well, you talk about a different culture. I got paddled through junior high at school. My last paddling was by a shop teacher who drilled holes in it to get better, cut down on the friction. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And when I got home, do you think Dad said, well, you probably got spanked enough at school, so... We'll just let it go at that. No, no. (laughs) Grab your ankles and you get more. Amen. And that's if dad got a hold of me before mom got a hold of me. Yeah, some of you know what I'm talking about. By the the way, shout out to my dad. I'd rather take discipline from him than my mom. Dad had a belt with one target in mind. Mom would grab whatever she could and use whatever she had handy. I think both of my parents firmly believed in Proverbs 23, 13. Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. And you know what? I'm still alive. 
And you know what else? I deserved every single one of them. That's a fact. I'll never forget when I was seven, I said something to my mom that was way out of line. My dad began to wash my mouth out with soap. Did y'all get that kind of upbringing as well? My dad was hitting every taste bud. And it was so thorough that I threw up. Did that stop dad? No. Dad said, well, it looks like it's dirty again. I could have belched bubbles for a week, amen. I'm just saying. But I'll tell you this, I never said that to mom again. To this day. My dad also believed in the next verse, though. Proverbs 23, 14. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. And my dad understood Proverbs twenty two fifteen that foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Thankfully, both are true in my life. It spared me from hell and foolishness has been driven from me. That childhood foolishness. This is probably wrong for an independent Baptist to do, but I can say with Holly Dunn, I remember daddy's hands working till they bled sacrificed unselfishly just to keep us all fed. If I could do things over, I'd live my life again and never take for granted the love in Daddy's hands. Daddy's hands were soft and kind when I was crying. Daddy's hands were hard as steel when I'd done wrong. Daddy's hands weren't always gentle, but I've come to understand there was always love in Daddy's hands. Well, like I said, I could spend all day bragging on my dad, but I guess we need to get to something resembling a message here. I, as I thought about my dad and all the instruction that he gave me, and as I think about me being in the midst of raising three teenage boys, thankfully our daughter is already out of the house. <laughs> the book of Proverbs is such a great book, amen, for daily wisdom. Amen. I like the idea. I think you ought to practice this if you can and take the proverb that correlates to the day of the calendar and read that. Today's the 18th. Read Proverbs 18. And just do that every day on the calendar and you'll go through the book of Proverbs every month almost. It should be a steady diet in, in your word. The first six verses here, they, they give us the reason for the Proverbs to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. And verse 7 is the starting point. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And as fathers, we must begin with trying to instill the fear of the Lord into our children. This is both a dreadful fear and a reverent fear. It's dreadful because God will judge. It's reverent because God is worthy. And for us to be able to do this properly, we must understand the fear of the Lord ourselves. Help me preach now. 
And for any who refuse the wisdom of the Proverbs, they're called a fool in the second half of verse 7. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. But in verse 5, a wise man will hear. Now, look at verse 8. We see where instruction is supposed to begin in a child's life. And this is the phrase that has been running through my mind constantly. Look at what it says. My son, hear the instruction of thy father. Hear the instruction of thy father. Now, this is true for both sons and daughters. Amen. But obviously here we see that fathers should be instructing their children. In fact, elsewhere in the Bible, it is commanded that fathers be the primary one instructing their children. And fathers ought to teach their children the ways of godliness along with the ways of life. I'm going to take a short trip through Proverbs. I'd ask you to just join me here. Real quick, we're going to read these. Chapter 2 and verse 1. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee. Chapter 3, verse 1. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Chapter 3, verse 21. My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Hear, ye children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. Verses 10 and 11. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. Verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Chapter 5 in verse 1. My son, attend unto my wisdom and bow thine ear to my understanding. Chapter 6 in verse 20. My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Chapter 7 verses 1 and 2. My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live, and my law is the apple of thine eye. Verse 24, Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Chapter 19, verse 20, Hear counsel and receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Chapter 23, verse 19, Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thine heart in the way. Verse 22, Hearken unto thy father that begat thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. Verse 26, My son, give me thine heart. Let thine eyes observe my ways. Clearly, as fathers, we have a very important task. None of this is to minimize the role of a mother, but it's Father's Day. And the fact of the matter is, the Bible places the primary instruction of a child predominantly upon fathers. I think we can sum up these verses I've read by saying a father is not only to instruct their children, 
but a father is to live a life that can be followed. He's to be an example. He's to demonstrate a life worth emulating. And there's no age, there's no life circumstance for when the instruction is to stop. I understand as a child grows and they get on their own and they get married, the dynamics change. But a father should still be there to offer instruction when that child is still humble enough to ask for it. I'm 45 and I still call my dad for advice. There's things he's done that I've not yet done. I hope he's around when i got to mess with Medicare because I don't even understand that stuff. With uh, age comes wisdom, or at least experience. In fact, I called my dad last week, and I said, I just need your advice. He didn't upbraid me for asking you, imbecile, how many times i got to instruct you. I'm tired of you calling and asking. No, that's not a father's heart. As fathers, we have a God-given responsibility to instruct our children. This responsibility is not second to our careers. Come on. It's not second to our hobbies. It's not second to our ministry. And it's not second to Fox News. We don't stop instructing when the going gets tough. We don't stop out of laziness. We don't stop out of frustration. I asked my dad just the other day, was I that hard-headed when I was that age? He said, oh yeah. But I didn't give up on you. <laughs> I know. Amen. We, we don't conclude that they'll never get it. But we patiently and lovingly keep instructing them, taking advantage of every opportunity with wisdom and patience. And to our fathers, I want to say, don't give up and don't give in. Understand your role in your child's life. Our children belong to God and we've been instructed by God to lead them to Him. That's the basis of our instruction and our example. Yeah, we want good kids, but listen, we want godly kids. Our primary purpose is to develop them spiritually and then allow God to do with them as He sees fit. Even if that doesn't go with your plan. I tell all of my children, whatever God calls you to do, that's fine. Just be godly. I can't control what path they're going to take. But I'm going to have a clear conscience before God that I did what I needed to do. And listen to me, fathers. Don't expect perfection. Don't tolerate disrespect. But but, But don't expect perfection. Expect mistakes along the way. Allow room for those mistakes because we often learn our most valuable lessons through the hardships. Unless your child is going off the rails crazy, then allow your children to make some decisions. God is often working in ways that we cannot see or understand. Allow the Holy Spirit room to work in their life. Now obviously, fathers have a heavy responsibility. But my heart is heavy for our youth. This is what ultimately led me to the Proverbs. A father has a responsibility, but children also have a responsibility. 
I pray that our children in here are listening. Children need to honor their parents. That's Bible. Out of the verses I read earlier, here are the responsibilities of the child receiving instruction. My son, hear. This is identical to the word hearken in the Hebrew. My son, hear. Which means to listen intelligently and with the implication of obedience. In other words, I put it this way. Lose the attitude. That's why there's not a Brooks version of the Bible. Amen. Lose the attitude and purpose to follow sound instruction. My son, receive, which means to accept and bring it in. Be thankful for instruction. My son, hide. This is also the same as lay up, which means to hoard and protect that instruction. Understand the value of instruction. My son, forget not which means don't be careless with instruction. Don't allow it just to leave your memory go in one ear and out the other. Don't suppose a father doesn't know anything. My son, keep, which means to protect and to maintain. Don't brush aside instruction. My son, let them not depart, which means don't turn aside from Don't walk away from instruction and just cast it behind you. My son, attend, which means pay attention. Hearken. Don't think how much you hate it in the moment that your father is giving the instruction. My father can see it in your face. My son, forsake not, which means don't loosen yourself from and relinquish. Don't throw instruction out the window. My son, incline, which means stretch forth and bend, or bow and yield yourself toward. Try to understand that a father is only trying to help. My son, observe, which means to be pleased with and approve with delight. Look at my life. This is probably the most humbling one here that we ended on, Proverbs 23, 26. Look at my life. Observe my ways. See that I'm walking with God and realize that if you want those blessings upon your life, you have to walk with God as well. I can't walk with God for you. But you're going to have to make a decision. Are you going to do these things? As children, you need to show respect. And all the children were quiet. I don't know. You need to appreciate the instruction of your father. Take all the advice and the counsel that you can. Remember that your father was young once too. And we didn't have cell phones and internet. And so none of that's on record. But we know what we're talking about. And the fact is, fathers are probably teaching you from their own mistakes that they don't want you to repeat. Oh me. Children, you need to learn that when a father is taking the time to give you instruction, it's because he loves you. He only wants what's best for you. Dads aren't perfect, but he has valuable life experience. 
And to our children, hear me well, your parents know you better than anybody else. Proverbs 19.27 says, Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causeth to err from the words of knowledge. In other words, can I put it this way? Don't think your friends know better. Stop listening to the advice and counsel of young people. (laughs) Trust your father's instruction. He knows you better than anybody. If a father will be faithful in his instruction in the ways of righteousness, and if a child will be faithful to heed wise instruction, the outcome is harmony in the home and an enduring relationship. Proverbs 10.1, A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Proverbs 23.15, My son, if thine heart be wise, my heart shall rejoice, even mine. Proverbs 23, verses 24 and 25. The father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice, and he that begetteth a wise child shall have joy of him. Thy father and thy mother shall be glad, and she that bear thee shall rejoice. Proverbs 27, 11, My son, be wise and make my heart glad. But when a child refuses the wise instruction of their parents, it doesn't end well. Here's a few warnings. Proverbs 15.10 Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, and he that hateth reproof shall die. Proverbs 15.32 He that refuseth instruction despiseth his own soul, but he that that heareth reproof getteth understanding. Proverbs 20.20 Whoso curseth his father or his mother his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. Proverbs 29.1 He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed in that without remedy. And so what we see this morning and what I'm trying to communicate to us is that this father-child relationship is a two-way street. Parent-child. Grandparent-children. It's a two-way street. And I think this goes right in line with what Brother Brock was trying to preach this weekend at Men and Boys. I shouldn't say trying what he was preaching. That came out like you didn't know what you were doing. Fathers have a responsibility to instruct. Children have a responsibility to receive. I'm, I'm withholding something. I don't know if the Lord wants me to say it, so just pray. But Maybe you're one who doesn't have a godly example in your life. I want you to know you have the Bible and you have the example of our Heavenly Father. And He loves you. Psalm 27.10 When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. If you don't have this kind of earthly relationship, go to God. You'll find in Him all that you need. And isn't this our end goal as parents anyway? Maybe there are some dads here today who need to hit the reset button. And you just need to gather your children around and say, you know what, I'm going to do things different for the glory of God. Maybe you have not been instructing and leading by example as you should. I want you to understand there's never a bad time to start doing right. Maybe there are some children in here today and you need to start receiving instruction with the right attitude and a grateful heart. I want you to know there's never a bad time to start. 
Maybe you need to go to your dad and you need to let him know things are going to be different. I'm going to give it my best for God. Hey, listen, we're all in this thing together, amen? Amen. In closing, there are several variations of what I'm about to read by an unknown author. You'll get the sense of all the variations in the following. At four years old, my daddy can do anything. At eight years old, my daddy knows a lot, a whole lot. At 12 years old, my dad doesn't know everything. At 16 years old, my dad doesn't know anything. At 20 years old, dad is so out of date. At 25 years old, dad knows a little bit. At 30 years old, maybe I should see what dad thinks. At 35 years old, I want to get dad's advice. At 40 years old, I need to know how dad would handle this. He's so wise. After dad has passed, I'd give anything if dad were here now so I could talk this over with you. I really miss that man. I wish I would have appreciated him all along. Don't wait till it's too late. Take advantage of your dad's wisdom. That's why God gave you to him. Strive to be the best dad you can be and strive to be the best child you can be. Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Or my wife's version. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, or you get a spanking. (laughs) Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. There's a lot we could say this morning. Maybe some need to go to the Lord this morning. And you need to start structuring your home the way God wants it to be. If you need to talk to God about any of this or anything for that matter, we'd invite you to come to the altar here in just a moment. We need strong homes. Amen? In order to have strong homes, we need strong parents and strong children. Strong homes make a strong church. Maybe some need to go to their dad. Maybe some need to go to their children today and make some things right. Let's pray.